Hi, this is Diva Celebration once again, recording a podcast that of something that just came up. I saw a post, um, brought back some advice that I'd been given, brought back some um, knowledge that I have gathered over the years, and I wanted to share it here. And, um, I read, most men are not running away from a great woman. They are running away from parts of themselves. They are not willing to fix to deserve her. And, um, the reason I wanted to do this podcast is that I've been told this in the past, um, with different people who have been in and out of my life. And I have learned it to be so that a lot of people, um, they won't even approach you, ask you out, nonetheless, marry you if they don't feel that they are good enough or they deserve the person that they are trying to go after. And, you know, uh, of course the movies set up a whole scenario of, you know, the geeky guy with the glasses who was bullied his whole life uh, finally getting the cheerleader, beautiful, unattainable girl, or vice versa, um, uh, because that is the dream, right? That's the dream that it'll just happen. And, and, and they blame it on the unattainable person, the unattainable female or the unattainable male in many of these, um, scenarios that they're too full of themselves, they're too, um, uh, they, they think too much of themselves, they have a big head, whatever, so they won't, you know, accept somebody with their foibles and their downfalls and etc. But, you know, what it really is, is most times, um, and this is more so in uh, a man pursuing a woman than a woman pursuing a man, um, most times many men won't go for what they really want or, or don't think that they're good enough for a certain person. And so they're too afraid to ask them out. They're too afraid to, uh, take that chance or they're too afraid to admit to themselves that they actually deserve somebody who is attractive, has their, their, uh, life together is a successful woman that, that also goes into that, um, scenario that a lot of guys are intimidated by a successful woman. Now, I just don't think, um, a lot of guys feel that they're good enough for a successful woman. You know, they will tell themselves that, that that woman deserves better because she is more successful than them, or she's smarter than them, or, or she's more accomplished than them. Uh, and that there's no way that they could ever keep up with that. And then that goes back into the, um, misogyny of our society, the patriarchy of our society, that a man should be more successful than his wife. Well, I think, you know, the people who are more, uh, emotionally balanced, have it together, uh, mentally, uh, psychologically are men who are okay with a woman making more money than them men that are okay with, Hey, my wife makes more money than me. I will stay home and offset the daycare, um, 
costs because we're going to save a heck of a lot of money, a heck of a lot more money with me staying home than I'll make in my salary. Uh, just as a woman would stay home to offset those costs. And I think the mistake that a lot of couples make is the man's like, oh, I'm not staying home with the kids when his salary doesn't even own up to the woman's salary. Or that uh, subtracting the daycare costs from his salary are, is, you know, going to put them behind rather than put them ahead. So you just have to look at it overall. You have to be realistic about life. And if the woman makes more than you, is doing better than you, and is ra- raising, rising in the ranks faster than you, and her career is on the fast train down the tracks, you're better staying home and um, yeah, possibly starting a home business or a part-time business at home and taking care of your kids. And, and you know, if you add up what daycare could cost or childcare could cost um, with what you can make from home, sometimes you'll end up making more money because you're saving the cost of daycare plus whatever salary that you're making at a home business. And uh, you'll make more than someone would pay you. So in the long run, you're making more money. So, you know, if you're a man and you have ego problems, you can just say, I'm making more money staying home than I would have if I had stayed at my job. So that was the decision. You don't have to tell people how much money you make. That's another subject altogether that I'd like to get into on another day is don't tell people how much you make. Don't tell them how much you pay for your car. Or your house. It's nobody's business what your salary is. It's nobody's business how much you paid for your vacation. It's nobody's business how much you paid for your car. People are just trying to level up to see if they're making more money than you. If they're better than you in their minds because they're making more money than you. And that also feeds into the misogyny and patriarchal idea that men should um, go to work while women stay home even though the woman can make more money. You know, sometimes, like, uh, say you fall in love with a doctor. Many doctors are going to make female doctors, male doctors, either way, are probably going to make more money than you do in the long range. It's not always true. depends on where their practice is. It depends on what their practice is at as far as what kind of field uh, they've gone into in the medicine. And it also determined is determined by how hard they work to get their practice up and running and how they how many people they get in to their practice that are loyal um patients that stay with them etc surgeries whatever i mean it's just like any other business you know you're the factor as to how much money you're going to make and how hard you work uh, but you also don't want to get to a point where the person who's working is working way too much just because you're home with the kids and they don't have to worry about what's going on at home. You don't want to have that imbalance either. You know, you have to have a work-life balance. Um, even if it's the woman, you know, try, that's another thing a woman will try and make up for not being home with her kids by making a lot more money, working way more hours so that she can buy everything just like a man does when they feel guilty about not being home. So uh, I think it should be more balanced. I mean, we're evolving here, people. Shouldn't we look at um, 
our jobs as just a means to pay the bills and to uh, set up our life rather than it, our jobs turning into our lives. Um, I had a, um, I was younger, I was uh, still married at the time, right out of school, and I took some temp jobs and I got into a pretty big corporation here. And uh, one of the guys had been in this corporation, we're talking an international corporation that was based, their headquarters were based here. And I was working at the headquarters through a temp, temp job. It was a, just a fill-in for a secretarial position uh, of a woman who was going on um, maternity leave. And, you know, come to find out that her boss considered her one of his daughters. So I knew that this job wasn't going to be permanent. She's coming back because he really cares about her. And that's why she felt secure enough to leave for three or four months and take her full maternity leave. And this was at a time when taking your full maternity leave was, could get you fired. And when you came back, somebody might have your job. Um, so she felt comfortable enough to do that because she knew how much her boss cared about her. He considered her one of his children. So I knew I wasn't, this job wasn't going to be permanent, but I thought maybe I might be able to get a good reference from him and get into this huge international corporation somewhere on the ground floor that he could help me. Um, and so I worked really, really hard. I said yes to everything. You know, I was right out of college. I knew that what that meant, you know, and no kids. Um, my, my husband at the time worked hard, um, and he worked long hours. So I knew that I could because he wasn't going to be home any sooner than me anyway. Right. And there was a couple times that I stayed late, like after dinner, late into the evening for people who had come in from out of town who were just anxious to get their job done and go back home. Um, family people, women and men, right? So I would stay late and help them with projects, you know, um, uh, videos, flow charts, anything that they needed, you know, setting up um, uh, uh, presentations for them on the computer, things like that. I had a lot more knowledge in how to do all that stuff because I, you know have a broadcasting and film background. So I was already sort of uh, versed in animations and editing video and things like that. So I knew how to get, do all that stuff a little bit more. And I can jump into a software program and learn it pretty quickly. And I, was, I had learned a few software programs to help these people. So I stayed late and helped. Well, my boss, who was, I was a temp for my boss, my boss at the time said, listen, I need to talk to you. And I was like, oh God, I'm going to be like, oh, I did something wrong. And he sat me down basically. And this is a guy who was 75 years old, who had been at this corporation for a long time, played golf with Jack Nicholson and, you know, all the, all the greats uh, in golf. And uh, he knew a lot of famous people. And, you know, he, he basically told me what had happened in his life is, you know, Back in the day when he was starting out, you know, men worked long hours so that they could provide for their families. And the, the wife stayed home and took care of the kids. And that's just the way it was. Um, and he told me that what ended up happening is his kids grew up without knowing him. He had a son and a daughter. And really, they were very, very close with their mother because she was always there, right? 
he never attended any, you know, after school things, any of their projects, any of that, because he was always working or he was always schmoozing with people like the people I mentioned, the famous people I mentioned, trying to get them to uh, sell, sell, sell the product that he was pushing and to get it. And he probably helped this corporation to grow and become who they were. So, uh, but what he basically said to me is, you know, now I have no relationship with my kids. My kids barely know me and I barely know them. And my wife has pretty much volunteered her whole life, done charities. And now she's so busy still with those charities and with those, um, uh, organizations. It's like another job for her. And in fact, she had been hired to do a job as time has gone on. And he said, so he really had no home life uh, with his family. So he did not have that work-life balance because he was always at work. And he said, so, you know, my wife and I, I'm going to be retiring and we're going to have to reacquaint ourselves, you know, because we don't really know each other. And he said, you know, I'm warning you now because I see your husband works long hours, you work long hours, you know, uh, when you have kids, you're not going to be there for them. And one of you is going to have to choose. And I'm suspecting you're going to be the one that's expected to give up your career. And he said, you know, I'm going to talk to your husband too, which he did. And he said, but you guys need to slow down, start equal share of who's working and think about your life together more than you think about your work together. Find a job where you have a life. In other words, the quote he gave me, and I use this all the time with people, is don't work to live. Oh, wait, don't live to work. Excuse me. Don't live to work. In other words, don't live to to be working all the time. Work to live. In other words, find a job that supports your life, not the other way around. So that, you know, Whatever you're doing pays to enrich your life because that's what work's supposed to be anyway. Work is supposed to pay your bills. It's not supposed to be the place you spend all your time. You're supposed to spend more time at home with your family and work is supposed to provide you a way to do that. And so he said, do not live to work. Work to live. He says, it's a strong message that I've had to learn And it's a message that I'm telling you. And now I knew why his secretary had gone on maternity leave. Because he wanted her to go home and be with her baby and experience her life. Because her job was meant to be to support her life with her family. Not the other way around. So now let's go back to the original statement. I think a lot of men, um, unfortunately realize that late in life. And, you know, I'm sure that, um, my ex boss, he wrote me a really nice recommendation letter as well. Uh, I'm sure my ex boss has had figured it all out too late and he had gotten the most beautiful girl. And, you know, he did all the things that he thought were right at the time. He got the big job and the big paycheck. He was meeting all the famous people. He was making tons of money And he had this beautiful wife at home and two beautiful children. But then because he was working all the time, he didn't have time to enjoy the beautiful wife and the beautiful children. 
and he didn't even know them anymore. He didn't have a relationship with them anymore. So I think, you know, he was the kind of person who said, I deserve this. I deserve to have the beautiful wife, the beautiful kids, the huge paycheck, the job. He's the guy that went for the person that he felt he deserved. And he got her. And he did what he had to do to keep her. Right? I think a lot of people, men and women, but mostly men, um, because women are essentially taught, go for the guy who makes the most money and who's the most handsome and, and it gets a little, you know, it gets a little, you know, catty and almost bitchy, uh, trying to get to the guy who's the best guy for a lot of women. So I think a lot of women tend to go for people that they feel they deserve because in their minds, even today, we still have the misogyny in the patriarchal society. Even today, you've got to find someone who's going to make a lot of money, who's going to do well, who's successful. And usually that's the, the virile, good-looking guy who's gregarious and gets out there and gets the job, right? Who's outgoing, who can, you know, get along with anybody, etc. So women are taught that that's what you go for. Men, unfortunately, you know the geeky men are taught to, you know, you're, you know how they say the geeky guy is going to be the, your boss someday. Well, they're taught to go out there and get to straight A's and keep their nose in the book. But because of that, a lot of times they're not the jock. They're not the virile guy. And, um, they are insecure about being able to get with somebody that they really want to be with. And instead of going for who they want to, they don't do that. So I think that that's what that statement kind of embodies uh, for me. Let me read it again. Uh, most men are not running away from a great woman. They are running away from parts of themselves they are not willing to fix to deserve her. Now, we can switch that from being insecure, you know, maybe you're not good looking enough, maybe you're not virile enough, to also people who are just messed up or just you know, drug addict problems, alcoholic problems, maybe porn problems, things that they don't want people to find out about. And what happens in a relationship? You find out things about people. You know things about that person that nobody knows. And, and you accept that. Well, if you've got a horrible addiction or a horrible, or, or a porn addiction, you don't want your partner to know that. And a lot of these people will love bomb people, you know, race into a relationship, get them, you know, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. Get them all riled up or use sex right away to get somebody, you know, what do they call them? The love goggles to get the sex goggles. You know, it's very addictive or it's very, you know, overwhelming having sex all the time. And they'll go get you off your you know, get a woman off her feet, really, uh, or, you know, to the point where she's not looking at who this, who they are, and they'll rush them into a marriage, and then they get into a marriage, and she finds out who he is, that he's got a problem, and then he's angry, and embarrassed, and humiliated, and then the cycle starts of abuse, the cycle starts of 
upping the addiction that maybe he had pulled away from for a while the or the porn addiction you know that he had pulled away from so he turns away from the person that he's supposed to love into that addiction that he should have gotten taken care of before he um got involved in the relationship now that does happen people get married right away but the other thing that happens is all of a sudden the person's gone or the person ends the relationship and you don't know why typically it's two things it's they don't want you to find out who they really are and they're and you're getting too close and so they're gone it's i guess that's the new ghost thing they ghost you and you don't see them anymore because you got too close you were going to find out something that they didn't want you to find out or they actually were behind the scenes realizing that it probably wasn't going to work out with you or they were too embarrassed to tell you what was really going on with them <laughs> or who or, or that you were going to find out who they were or that they had this addiction or whatever or that you know they have a past uh, of being in jail or who knows, you know, whatever embarrassing thing they didn't want you to find out you were getting too close. And then they realize, Oh God, they're not going to see me the same way. As soon as they find out this horrible thing about me, I'm gone. And behind the scenes, they're finding somebody who will actually accept or someone who already knows about that, you know, horrible thing they don't want you to find out about and they get in a relationship with them, they settle for someone else because that person will accept their downfalls, their foibles, their bad past, their addiction. And, you know, that's happened to me a few times and I've realized it, unfortunately. I've already pretty much known why they, why are, are my relationships ended and why they ended up going off with someone else. Now, I, that didn't happen until after I broke up with them, but I realized why they did what they did because, you know, they could not stop whatever they were doing, whatever addiction it was, or they didn't want me to find out something about them, which ironically I found out anyway, but the relationship was over because they were being so difficult that I was just like, you know what? This isn't fun anymore. Bye. Because if this is what a relationship with you is going to be like, I'm out. And then they, you know, they wouldn't tell me what was going on. And I just ended the relationship because it's just, you know, being miserable is not something I want to be in life if I can avoid it. So a lot of guys will do this and they feel like they're not good enough for you. And then they're gone. And you're like, what, what just happened? And then you find out what I always say to my friends, what I always say to people who, you know, Women who've had this happen, I've been in uh, group situations, things like that. And I say, listen, if somebody just takes off or ends a relationship like that, there was something you didn't know about or they didn't want you to know about them that you were going to find out. There's always a reason and it's never you. It's always them. Don't. And, you know, I know the joke is, oh, it's me. There's something wrong with me. No, trust me. If somebody ends a relationship and doesn't sit down with you and explain why and tell you why in, you know, understandable terms that you can say, oh, well, I can get that. I may not want it to end, but I understand. 
or they're blaming you for everything. Most people who blame other people are projecting onto you what they really feel or who they really are. They're trying to get you to look the other way because they don't want you to see what's wrong with them. They don't want to take the blame because then you would actually then find out how screwed up they are. And nobody walks away from a relationship without an explanation or a why or something in there that is plausible without there's being something wrong with them. They're projecting onto you because they don't want to be the one that, you know, (laughs) there's something wrong with me. They don't want everybody to know that there's something wrong with them. So they'll, they'll try to blame you. It always takes two to tango. Yes. In a relationship, but, um, and there are, you know, you have your part in that relationship maybe they didn't feel they could be honest with you. Maybe they didn't feel that they could open up with you. But most times it's because they know you're too good for them. They're, or they feel you're too good for them. And um, they know that they've got to get away before you find out. You know, So you have this image of them that isn't true. And so, yeah. I've had many, many people over years who I've you know, thought, liked me, but they never asked me out, they never went on a date with me, and only to find out years later that they really, really liked me, in fact, they were probably head over heels in love with me, but they were too afraid to ask me out for those reasons, because they know if they ask you out, if you start to date, then you're going to get to know them better, and then all of this stuff about them is going to come out. Or they're embarrassed of their family, maybe. Or they're embarrassed of their financial situation. Or they're embarrassed of who they are or or things that they like. Or, you know, maybe they're in the miniature airplanes or miniature cars and gluing them together and they're embarrassed of that. There was a guy uh, that really, really liked me. And then I walked into his, he invited me over for a cookout and I thought it was friendship. I wasn't really interested in him, but he apparently really liked me. And um, his whole living room had miniature cars that he glued together. And I don't know that, you know, I was just like, that's a little weird. You know, I wasn't actually interested in him at all. But you have to find somebody who has similar interests or who thinks that something like that is, you know, pretty cool. And there's somebody out there who does. I, however, did not, and I wasn't interested in him in the first place, but instead of getting the rejection, he just wasn't telling me things, and then when I did say that we were just friends, he got angry about it, and then projected onto me what he was feeling. He was upset because he already had all these feelings for me, and he felt like I was rejecting him, which, yes, I was rejecting him, but... It wasn't because of anything I did to lead him on. I was just nice to him. I rarely saw him. I was nice to him when I did see him. And he unfortunately took it the wrong way of me being nice. Have you ever noticed that? A lot of guys take it the wrong way if you're nice to them. Which, as time has gone on, I understand now why so many women are bitchy to guys. Because what they've learned is if you're nice to a guy, they think you're interested. And if you're a really attractive you know, woman, 
you get a lot of problems with people, you know, putting all this stuff in their own head uh, about how much they care about you, and they're taking it a lot further in their head than it is in reality, and then they get mad at you because you won't go out with them for a first date because you've never been interested, but they're like highly interested. So now I know why women are nasty and bitchy to men a lot of the times because that, you know, they don't want guys to take them the wrong way. So that was my situation. But anyway, I have noticed over the years, guys have come up to me and said, I, you know, really was interested in you way back when. And I said, well, if you'd asked me out, I would have went out with you. Well, again, back to what we were talking about. The reason they didn't ask me out is they felt insecure, not good enough, not, and they, or they didn't want me to find out who they really were. And I think a lot of people put that in their head. And instead of being confident and accepting themselves, that's another thing. A lot of these guys don't accept themselves for who they are and where they're at. And they don't think they're very great themselves. So how can they ask anybody out that they feel is way better? They feel is way better than them. If you're looking at people and saying, oh, they're too good for me, then you have a very low um, self-esteem problem. And you're insecure. So it's not about the woman. It's about you. You need to feel better about yourself. But that was just something I saw. It was just a, a meme that came up. And I thought, this is pretty true. This is pretty true. So, one more thought from Diva's Cerebration. What do you think? Message me in the message section on um, on uh, my message panel. And let me know what you think. Until next time, Diva's Cerebration. Thank you.